0: Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake For all the latest Greyhound racing news check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs Hello and welcome along to episode 21 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake We have a slightly different angle this week We're catching up with Racing Manager at Curraheen Park Brian Collins, so we'll say hello to you Brian Hello Barry Many thanks uh, for, for joining us on this week's um, podcast I suppose a racing manager's job is uh, certainly a, a very interesting job we, We'll get to that um, a bit later But just tell us, I suppose, how it all started for you And, and tell us a bit about uh, growing up and uh, Greyhounds, how they came into your life Yeah, I
1: suppose Greyhounds were always a part of our life at home um, I was born into something, my, my new father has I good three greyhounds, all the effort dogs. We um, so had dogs coming back from the 40s and 50s, with cups and trophies from the late 40s and early 50s at home. So, you know, I was born into a family of greyhounds always. Um, and, and as I said, my late father, and, and always rare to go through dogs as well. So, we're just a big part of our life. And, you know, my mother was always a great woman to, to walk down a bitch and see after pups. So, you know, over the years, you know, it was just natural for us that part of our daily life was was greyhounds, and from from day one, it was it was always always greyhounds outside the door.
0: Very good. And I suppose when you went down the the route of getting involved with the the Irish Greyhound Board, I, I would imagine it was a proud moment for all, especially when they were so into greyhound racing.
1: Absolutely, as I said, look, I suppose. You know, we all had some interest in greyhounds. You know, my my brothers, my brother PJ went over to England um, at a young age. I was was working over there and you know in training, took over John Copplestone's operation and you know had a great success there for the for the years he was there. Um, you know, he was Oaks winners and and Ledger winners and you know he you know so I suppose we all had an interest in it. And I I went to the states and. Early on, then just I suppose for a bit of experience, I've been working in a kennel in Portland, Oregon, and you know, fascinating experience. Totally different industry over there. Um, but it was great experience. And when I came home, then I, I thought I, I don't really know how it how it how it began, but I, I remember I applied for a job when I was 18 as a control steward. I don't even know why I did, but I just I give it a lash and I went to a couple of interviews and before I knew it I didn't get that job but I, I felt you know there might be an opportunity here and suddenly shortly afterwards uh, a racing manager job came up in in, in Turles which is a private track and still is a private track and um, I got that and I'd say it was about it was about 21 at the time so um, yeah it just seemed to to start from there you know um, and 20 odd years later i am still involved
0: very good and just tell us about your earlier days maybe like in Turles did it Did it all fall straight into place or was it tough starting out
1: oh absolutely look it's not easy I suppose you know it was a baptism of fire in a way because the training at the time I suppose was kind of, I remember I went to Shelburne um, for a day I remember I came to Cork for a day um, and spoke to a few different managers and you know you were kind of thrown into the deep end and you know it was a baptism of fire and um, definitely wasn't easy, but I suppose there wasn't as much, you know, nowadays you go to a track and you spend some time with, with different managers and you'd, you'd walk your way through it, but that time it was a case of, there you go, you know, but it was a great experience, great experience, Um you know, it was kind of, uh, so as you're young, you're enthusiastic and you just, you give it a try, you know.
0: We've all been watching Greyhound View um, over the last, uh, I suppose, couple of months. In particular, during the lockdown, and uh, we see a, a young Brian Collins below, you all you spent uh, a good couple of years below, you all Brian.
1: Yeah, yeah, just, just uh, a young no grey hair. And <laughs> um, yeah, it was when I when I was um, I was in Torlustin for a number of years, and I left Torlustin, and shortly after that, I went to Shelburne Park, and. Uh, I worked in Shelburne and uh, I was working with, with Teddy Ryan, as general manager Jack and Kelly was the racing manager and I worked in, I was based in Shelburne but I also worked in, in Harris Cross on night which was, um, you know, Matthew was the racing manager at the time so yeah that was a great experience and I spent some time up there and I think that obviously was was, was different to Turtles in the sense that you were working as part of a bigger team but it was a fantastic experience and um, and I loved it obviously it was brilliant because you were there at the time of you know great buzz You were the likes of Late Late Show and you know it was a fantastic atmosphere at the time and then shortly after that um, Y'all's job came up and I was delighted obviously to get it getting back near home as well and you know Y'all was a different experience as well but it was a different it it was a different uh, experience from the point of view I suppose because Y'all is a real community track you know everyone is is there to sure the track works and you know it's a fantastic support base like people just they're a great community spirit for for the track you know it was it was easy to get things done because everybody wants to see the track succeed you know
0: yeah and um i suppose it's fair to say when you were involved in y'all it was kind of one of the the great era of of greyhound racing in Yall there was big competitions it was really booming at, at that stage
1: yeah, yeah we were looking at it in the sense that I suppose we we had, as I said a good support base and um, obviously the industry as a whole was going through a really purple patch and things were going well but you know we had a fantastic support base Like the, the supporters club were fantastic I remember Bertie Lupton was was the chairman at the time and he was brilliant support you know he was he was willing to try anything I and mean, I remember we, we decided one day we we'd run a fundraiser just to, because we get the supporters club back up and running and um we said we try and run a fundraiser and i'd say within three weeks we had nearly 20 000 gathered and it was just people came you know running to support it and it just took off from there and suddenly we from you know when we went to get a few sponsors you know people delighted to be involved and you know we, we, we got a few benefit nights and You know, as I said, there was just a fantastic support base there. There were some great, great characters around us for working hard. And, you know, it was, it was, it was, they made my life very, very easy down there.
0: Yeah, exactly. And you you touched on on great characters there. I suppose they're all over the country um, involved in Greyhound racing. We've got some wonderful people involved in the game.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Look, the Greyhound people are are the salt of the earth. They, they, um, you know. They, they they work hard. They love their greyhounds and they love their sport. Um, and you know, I suppose they get a bad rap at the moment with some of the ongoings with with some of the stuff that comes out. But like, I can only really speak great of greyhound people. You know, they're um they're hardworking people that love their dogs and they love their sport. And as I said, bit have been fortunate enough to meet some great characters in all the tracks I've worked in.
0: Yeah, um, well said. And just in terms of a, a manager's role, um, I would imagine certainly, not like any other job, not uh, a, an easy role um, at times, I suppose. But uh, just give us, uh, I suppose, maybe a description of, of what a manager's role in, entails from, from week to week.
1: Well, I suppose your primary role, obviously, is, is trials and racing. They're the, they're the main roles, of, you know, grading the cards, taking entries, dealing with all that. And, um, obviously of all regulations but, um, but then there's also the, the, the sponsorship side of things the benefit nights you know obviously the staffing and the track maintenance, work, working with the, the cooler that are there you know and I've been very very fortunate in all the in all the fact that you know, the staff are fantastic you know and same in i and, and very very lucky we have a great team there they're all dedicated they're all interested in it and it's more than just a job you know but um you know, it's with the other primary roles, um you know, when when you're dealing with the public, obviously, that has that has its challenges. But as I said, as a whole, it's, it's totally enjoyable.
0: Yeah, I suppose you have to probably listen to thunder at times, Brian. Yeah, why the, why isn't my dog on? Why is my dog in this race and stuff like that? Yeah, that's
1: absolutely yeah. <laughs> you you um you do, of course, um. But look, as a whole, it's, most people are fantastic. They understand. I suppose the biggest challenge at the moment, really, is that dividing the dogs is big, so people are waiting for races. And sometimes it's hard to tell a fella, you know, you're not on because in you know, the race, isn't back to it with value. You know, you're, you're good enough. And, you know, there, there's an element to that, of course. Um I suppose there can only be one winner in a race. But, um, you know, in the meaning, most people are fantastic. You know, they understand you have the odds... All day, where things mightn't go well, and people feel that they're not they're not treated as well as they should be. But you know, in the main, most people, you know, it swings and roundabouts. You, know, you get your running.
0: It sure does and in fairness every dog gets gets his day at some stage I think like overall um the grading system works well obviously look you, you might have um an idea or two that um could be um done to it but overall it works very well doesn't it every dog seems to, to get his day and you know we've so many grades as well and I think there's a misinterpretation out there um at times as well um you know that um slow dogs you know might they're, 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 there's not room for slow dogs but the majority of of dogs uh, I suppose the smaller tracks would be kind of classed as slower dogs
1: absolutely I mean I suppose look the grading system is good and obviously it, you feel it could be improved on um, I'm not sure there's a universal system out there that, that's that is perfect because you're dealing with animals. At the end of the day, you're dealing with animals. with you know, will have an off day, and you know they won't run their exact race every time, and there's going to be anomalies where you know dogs will fall through the loop, and, you know. But as you said, th- there's probably more of an opportunity for for the lesser class dogs now than there ever was. You know, as I said, when I was growing up, and we had 20 or 30 greyhound outside, you know, at that time it was a case of you know, give them a race and move them on um, I wouldn't have felt there was as many opportunities for a slower dog at that time you know you kind of sell them on whereas now you know particularly with, with the end of the SIS there definitely is an opportunity you know people get more regular racing um, for for dogs that shall we say would be classified as maybe less or right
0: yeah exactly and um, you know in fairness look I've had my fair share of dogs over over the last number of years and a lot of them have been running in the, the second half of the gra- grades but um, we, that we don't, that doesn't take anything away from them they're still loved and, and looked after every single day of the week and on the best of feeding
1: I think so and, and that's probably the message we need to get out like you know that I mean to most people this isn't about money not about um, you know turning over for majority of people this is a sport it's, it's it, you know they love the racing they love the competition but they also love the dogs and as I said growing up you know I have great memories not just of the good dogs but like of, of just the characters of dogs you know we know everything but one of the dogs and we still do and you know still still at home you go home and there's four or five dogs that are retired and one or two that weren't much good but they were such characters they're still at home at 9 and 10 and I think that's probably the message we need to get out in that this is just a, you know the a, a passion for most people they love their dogs you know they love obviously the sport of it they love the characters the meet and the way of life but they also love the dogs and, and you know it, it's, most people wouldn't, wouldn't be involved if they didn't love it because if they were involved in money, for money pure financial reasons then I think, I think you, you wouldn't survive you know it's the love it's the passion and, You know, it's unfortunate at times that we get the the rip of, oh, it's the money machine, but it's not that at all. The reality is people just love the sport and love the dogs.
0: Yeah, exactly, and very passionate people too. In, involved in in our sport, I think anyone that's involved in the game, they're all so passionate. Um, from speaking to people at tracks and stuff like that, and we've people from every, I suppose, profession. Um, that is out there involved in greyhound racing. School teachers, you you name it, any profession, they're involved in our great sport.
1: Exactly, yeah, I and mean, we have a huge uh, variety of people, and you know, as I say, there it's just. A few more for the love of the dogs and, and for you know for the camaraderie and for the way of life and you know I, I definitely believe in over 20 years of this job that you know the greyhounds keep people young we have people of all ages but I meet people there even during the lockdown I remember the first lockdown people said to me they found it tough because you know while they were during the dogs it kept them going um, you know um, they had to get up and they had to see after their dogs and that kept them going but like people said if they didn't have the dogs off the back whether it was racing or no racing they didn't know
0: what they do you know so it's it's, it's a way of life yeah it sure is and just going back into Curraghine Park briefly I can remember that uh, first big night the big opening at Curraghine Park it was a special night so I would imagine you getting that job at Curraheen Park obviously Curraghine Park is one of the biggest greyhound stadiums um, in the country that would have been another proud moment
1: absolutely yeah I mean you know it was it's a fantastic stadium and you know there's been some memorable nights and obviously I was absolutely delighted to be there and you know it's it's, it's been a roller coaster, it's a fantastic facility and as you said it, it's just one of the best in the world you know it's absolutely delighted to be there and you know enjoy every day of it
0: yeah and we're going to have more great nights as well um, I suppose it's been a challenging year with the whole Covid uh, situation but hopefully look every day we're getting a step closer to things um, slowly getting back to normal and just in terms of, of the Irish um, Greyhound Laurels friends and supporters of Cork Greyhound Racing um, look we've spoken this topic um, a lot of occasions you're always praising the great work of, of the Greyhound people and uh, they're never found wanting when, when, when they need to, to step up
1: Absolutely, Lucas. Was, I think that just showed the power of the young people and the love they have of the industry. When, when, um, when the team came together to, to launch the, the laurels and, and the fundraising, uh, you know, model, um, you know the response was just phenomenal. I did think that they could get, you know, four years plus sponsorship. Just incredible, you know. Um, it's a huge amount of money in a short space of time, and just goes to show the power of the industry. You know, as you said, we've had some memorable, of the some great laurels and some great occasions and some great fundraisers there and we will again.
0: Yeah, we sure will. And um, I think over the last couple of months, um, you know, in the likes of social media and all that stuff, great home people from all over the country have really come together.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, we've taken a little bit of a bashing for, for um, I suppose... Uh, you know, in response to some of the media stuff out there. Um but I think my answer to that always is, you know, to people that question the integrity of the sport and the integrity of the greyhound people. Do you know people, your neighbours that have greyhounds? The majority of people say, yeah, absolutely do and they're fine standing people. So we are nothing to be ashamed of, you know, with um, okay, we have a small element that need to be dealt with and not doing things correctly. But I think I think the framework is there, I think are improving and I think you know the like to the care home and the rehoming is it's, it's
0: a huge success and that can that can only grow yeah it sure can and look as we've always said in the past as you just outlined there go to call to a kennel um, ask a person with with greyhounds can you call around and have a look at the setup because some of the setups around the country are just do you know what I mean you you'd sleep in them yourself
1: phenomenal phenomenal absolutely I mean you know, I think we've seen more of that and I think the people realise now that we need to to show that out there and misconception that, you know, these dogs are you know, not living in, in good conditions. I and mean, in facilities that people cost the money, the effort, the work to put into it. It's phenomenal, you know, and um, as you said, we need to just get that message out there.
0: Yeah, exactly. Look, Brian, we're coming to the end of uh, another year. Um, we'll be looking forward to 2021. Um, we'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll see more great racing in Curraheen Park because we've seen some outstanding performances this year. But uh, what are you hoping for next year?
1: Yes, well, look, so the first thing is that we, we, we get to the stage where, where the public are back in. You know, I mean, it's it's been hard in a way. You know, it's great that we're open. and It's great that we're running in as I said before, uh, we're, we're very lucky that people have adhered to the procedures we've put in place um, for the behind-the-closed doors, and, you know, I suppose the main thing is that everyone is safe, staff, owners, trainers, breeders, bookmakers, everyone involved, safe. but, look, I suppose we're just looking forward to when the public are back in and, and start rebuilding again, and, you know, it's, it's been a tough challenge, um, but saying that, we've had some great occasions, we've had some great racing, and, you know, and we're just looking forward to the public coming back in and people again this we haven't seen for some time.
0: Yeah, um, here, here. Um, certainly looking forward to that meeting up with all our great people, as you said, who we haven't seen um, for for quite some time. So that's about it, Brian. Um, many thanks for joining us on, on this week's podcast. We're wishing you and yours a, a very happy Christmas, and uh, I'm sure we'll we'll be chatting um, again in the new year, and we'll be talking about all that top class racing in Corraheen Park throughout the year. Look, um, you know, we've done a lot of radio work um, this year, so um, thanks for that. And uh, as I said, we're looking forward to next year.
1: Absolutely and I suppose just thank you to yourself for the work you've put in 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 promoting the industry and particularly online this year it was a challenging year for everyone. You know the feedback I've got is that people felt very involved through the the various podcasts and so on and I think the young people have embraced the the, the online work this year and you know that's testament to yourself and and all the team and uh, as you said I I just want to wish everyone a a happy Christmas. Forward to hopefully we see everyone back in 2021 and we can continue this great sport of ours.
0: Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash
1: talking dogs.